And today I really wanted to speak to um, the five top reasons why a plant-based diet can help you reverse type 2 diabetes. Now, of course, not everybody will be able to reverse type 2 diabetes, but if you're been diagnosed less than 10 years, there's a really good likelihood that you can. Um, again, there's lots of intricacies, things here, but I really just wanted to highlight while adding more plants to your plate is better than not when it comes to type 2 diabetes and actual um, controlling everything. So let's get started here. So first of all, there's high dietary fiber, right? So, you know, plants um, are the only food that comes with fiber. The fiber really comes from legumes. It can come from whole grains, fruits or vegetables, nuts and seeds. All of these wonderful foods have the fiber and the fiber slows down the absorption of blood sugar. So for example, if I have a patient who maybe wants to eat a more starchy vegetable or a vegetable that are something that might raise blood sugar, even in the plant-based realm, there are some higher glycemic foods. I will tell them to consume maybe let's say a salad, a raw non-starchy vegetable, some type of um, salad. It could be broccoli. It could be steamed veggies. It doesn't really matter. But in that non-starchy vegetable category first, so it's kind of like preloading. So that particular food slows down the absorption of the what's coming down the pipe later. Maybe it's more starchy vegetables or maybe it's a bread with some pasta or something that, again, is uh, still a healthy choice, but may raise blood sugars a little bit more. So fiber is your friend. So I encourage people try to amp, amp up the fiber as much as you can. If you can get over 48 grams today or 50 grams a day, that would be amazing. So um, that would be fantastic. And then, of course, we have weight management. Um, with a whole food plant-based diet comes hypocaloric foods, meaning these are foods that have less calories than other foods like processed foods, meat, dairy, cheese, those things. So with that becomes a slimmer um, body, less um, abdominal fat, which will make you more insulin sensitive and lead to a better um, blood sugar control. And oh, I have an Instagram request here. It says, hi from across the pond. We'll discuss 1.5 diabetes. Yes, I can do that at the end of this real quick. I'll be happy to do that. Um, and again, with the weight loss becomes more insulin sensitivity. Um, so it's a, a little bit multifactorial, but definitely I will see people eat a whole food plant-based diet, have a significant improvement in their blood sugars and insulin sensitivity. So what's happening here is your body is clearing out the mess that we've created by eating, you know, typical standard American diet, which is a Western diet in many other parts of the world too. Um, and they become more insulin sensitive. So you can have, for example, I've had patients who were previously on a keto type diet as a type one diabetic. Now type one diabetics will always require insulin. And when they switch from a type uh, as a type one diabetic to a plant-based diet from a ketogenic type diet, which is primarily focused on animal products, higher fat, moderate protein type, uh, low carb diet to a higher carb, lower fat, um, plant-based diet, what you'll see is that they lose um, 
insulin resistance, they gain insulin sensitivity, and they end up using less insulin. So then they become more aligned with more of the physiologic amount of insulin that we create on a daily basis as non-diabetics to manage our own blood sugar. So hope that makes sense that basically you're becoming more insulin sensitive as you eat more plants. And like I said, there's multiple fact factors involved with that, but it definitely will uh, see a dramatic improvement. And again, even as someone who's eating a whole food plant-based diet, let's say they ate something that was still in the plant-based realm, but more like it was a special occasion, a birthday cake, it was a vegan cake or something, you may see blood sugars rise, but then they drop pretty quickly too, because people can utilize that insulin that their body's producing very quickly. So that's an interesting thing too, to see what happens with someone who primarily eats a whole food plant-based diet and then eat something that's more of a vegan or processed meal and see that blood sugar rise and then drop very quickly. And I will tell you, I've been wearing, as you can see, it's kind of getting a little wonky. It's been on almost two weeks. A continuous glucose monitor myself. I'm not diabetic, but I've been doing some interesting experiments that I'm going to be sharing with my glucose mastermind group on Tuesday. So um, I do have a waiting list. I will be opening up some more groups starting in October. So if you'd like to join, there's a link in my Instagram bio or on my website, drmars.com, if you'd like to be um, on that uh, waiting list. So again, we have a lot of fun. I share my insides, what my body's doing. So there's that. Um, the next reason is lower saturated fat intake, right? And trans fat. So trans fats primarily come from these processed foods in the United States. They've taken ginormous steps to removing trans fat, trans fats uh, across uh, all of our foods. So that's great. But the saturated fats, these come primarily from animal products. So meats, processed meats, um, cheese, by, first, by, far, by far some of the worst. But also in the plant-based realm, you've got to be very careful about um, oils, especially like coconut oil or coconut milk. Um, I do not recommend that on a regular basis. If there's a special occasion, I might use coconut milk, a low-fat coconut milk to make a curry maybe once a year. It's not very often. Um, I have a really horrible family history of heart disease early, so I don't want to be, uh, you know, manifesting a heart attack. <laughs> um, so if, if I if I end up with heart disease, but my CAC score is zero, um, it won't be from my own doing. And so anyway, so you really want to be mindful of the saturated fat intake that you're uh, consuming. So again, those come from primarily plant-based or animal products. And when you eat less saturated fats, the body has this incredible way of removing the saturated fats because saturated fats are get stored in things like muscle and liver where they normally shouldn't be stored. And that really messes with your insulin sensitivity. So imagine you have a keyhole that insulin typically would work and open up the door to let blood sugar in is full of gunk and like sticky gum. Or I always think of like, you know, my mom used to cook um, bacon, right? And they'd save the bacon grease in these big old coffee cans, like lard, um, if any of you are had families from the South, you'll know what I'm talking about. You had the, the grease can. <laughs> anyway, that's what I think and visualize these poor little, you know, cells in the receptors are getting full of gunk with lard and that type of greasy thing. When you eat a whole food plant-based diet, it's lower fat naturally. What you see is the body clearing it out of it, clearing that out, and you start becoming more insulin sensitive to the insulin that you are producing. Now, like I said, some individuals who've had type 2 diabetes for a really long time, 
may not be producing enough insulin and sometimes they may require some oral medications. And again, that's an individual basis. And many times we can do it just with diet alone. They may trend a little bit higher just because they don't produce the insulin any longer. But again, those are individuals that we work with um, and see what their personal dietary needs are. But again, everybody across the board can improve their life and health by eating a whole food plant-based diet, but there might be some tweaks and tricks and things we need to focus in on different individuals, depending on where they're coming into the plant-based diet in their life. Did they have chronic disease? Are they young and healthy? Are they older and have a little bit more uh, delicate system we need to work with? So again, these are things that you would want to discuss with your physician. Um, and finally, optimal gut health. There's some great research showing that uh, eating a high fiber diet, you're going to get some amazing microbiome. So again, when it comes to consuming a whole food plant-based diet, people really like to look at numbers. What should I be focused on? There's a few things. So of course, Dr. Will uh, Bolsowitz, Dr. B, as everyone knows, promotes 30 um, different plants per week, which is fantastic. I would even go further and push that along to make sure you're getting multiple categories of foods. So you want to make sure you're doing the fruits, the vegetables, the beans, legumes, uh, chickpeas, lentils, things like that, whole grains and nuts and seeds, because those are going to provide different um, phytochemicals and different flavanols and vitamins and minerals. All of those things are very important beyond, you know, just looking at the different varieties of food, but making sure you're getting the different categories. And that, my friends, are the five reasons. So you have high fiber, you have weight management, you have less saturated and trans fats, you also have improved insulin sensitivity, and um, optimal gut health. So we did have a question regarding someone wanting to um, speak to type one and a half diabetes. I'm happy to do that. And so it's been really interesting um, you hear about things as a physician, but then I really got a good dose. And a lot of patients, when I founded uh, Plant-Based Telehealth, and we got a variety of um, patients referred to us for matching diabetes, which was fantastic. And I love working with diabetic patients. Obviously, I'm running a glucose mastermind. I Most of my patients are diabetics or were diabetics. And so I've learned a lot just in the trenches working with patients. And one of the things that I found was that I was getting referred patients who were following a very strict whole food plant-based diet, low fat. They were under a BMI of 22, meaning they were, you know, they had the right um, body weight. Uh, they weren't uh, overweight or we weren't dealing with insulin resistance, right? These people were very insulin sensitive. When you check their cholesterol and their insulin sensitivity, which you can do with blood work, it was fantastic. But what they were seeing is depending on the person, you may see a rise right after consuming a meal. Um, they might have a bump up in blood sugars and it was trending down, took a little bit longer, or they may just always a little bit higher than what we'd expect. And so then what we started looking at is there's this there is this spectrum of an autoimmune type diabetes, right? So you have the ones that are youth and uh, youngsters that get type one diabetes. That's a very rapid onset. They're younger. They go straight to insulin. And that would be like Cyrus and Robbie, right? For mashing diabetes. They were younger uh, and developed the autoimmune uh, type one diabetes. Then I was seeing these, like I said, these other patients in like their A1C was always, you know, maybe not in the diabetic range or close to it, but higher pre-diabetic range. 
what we would check was C-peptide. So C-peptide tells me how much insulin your body's actually producing. I check a fasting C-peptide. And then I would check um, if that was low, uh, some um, antibodies. And lo and behold, most of these folks had a very low C-peptide and they also had significant numbers of antibodies and there's different ones you can check. So that was really interesting. So what we ended up doing is um, I did two things. We could start them on different medications, something like Genuvia. Um, Genuvia has been shown to help preserve beta cell function. So that's really helpful. And if you can think of the way it works, there's some different intricacies, but makes the insulin hang out just a little bit longer before it's degraded. Um, so the insulin that they were making makes it work a little bit better. Now, some of the folks, um, I might put on a little bit of insulin. Sometimes they need a little bit of insulin before they're eating. Um, and sometimes they needed just a little bit of insulin long acting, and that would work too. Um, over time, what you'll see with these folks, this is a, a later onset autoimmune, uh, type one diabetes is that over time they may require, even though they're following a whole food plant-based diet and doing everything right, it was no fault of their own their insulin needs increasing as their pancreas function declined. So that's how I would balance that. And that's where the CGM is very, very helpful and beneficial because I can see what's going on. I can see, you know, blood sugars going up and taking a long time, even though it's a wonderful whole food plant-based diet, or maybe I can see that trend continuing overnight. Um, if you don't have a CGM, if you have a glucometer, there's a few times I would encourage you to check your blood sugar it would be first thing in the morning, a fasting blood sugar in the morning, just to get an idea of what you're waking up to. Uh, just know that just waking up as your cortisol increases, you will see a blood sugar rise um, naturally in the morning. That's going to occur. Um, <clears throat> again, there's some other reasons that might you might see an elevated blood sugar. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I would also check before a meal, uh, one hour after you finish that last bite and two hours. And if you, the reason I would suggest that, and you don't have to do it every meal, but just a, a several meals through a week, just to give an idea, because what you're going to see here is what are you beforehand? How quickly is it rising? What's the, the peak of your blood sugar? And then as you're trending down after two hours, we'd like to make sure that that blood sugar is at least under 140, if not even lower. Um, because then that'll tell me your insulin sensitivity. There's some, again, you can check um, your fasting insulin and can do some C-peptide. They can do, they can, there's different ways of checking insulin resistance. Um, you can do some calculations. You can do a blood test. But anyway, but that gives me an idea of what meals are doing, the times of day. So let's say that, you know, your breakfast, you're doing better. Lunch is okay. Dinner's, you know, a little bit more of a struggle. But I would do that through your meals through the day. And then I would check it before bed. Um, so those would be the places. And you can just kind of get an idea based on your own diary and information, what's working and what's not. And so that is the story, the type one and a half diabetes. I hope it's not more confusing. You know? um, but it, again, I have definitely seen those individuals. They are typically someone who's been diagnosed with type two diabetes. They are a, a good, healthy weight. Um, they're following everything right, doing low fat. They're typically a little bit older and they just cannot get that blood sugar down for whatever reason. Um, so that would be how I would suggest um, addressing that. Um, I'm happy to see patients again. Thank you guys for listening. And I know you could be doing other things with your time. So it's always nice um, 
to see that someone's willing to listen. And so um, I have drmarbus.com. I'm seeing patients. I am licensed in all 50 states, including D.C., so I can see across the United States. We also have an amazing opportunity to work with myself and Brittany Giroudi weekly. Um, we meet once a week, like we met last night, for example, for an hour Brittany brings the delicious food. She cooks with us for the first half hour. And then I answer all and any medical questions the last half hour. Uh, in my Dr. Marva's Facebook group, I also sometimes if I don't know the answer right away or can't give a full explanation, I will provide those answers from the Healing Kitchen in that group um, and provide resources. So again, we're trying to do as much as we can to provide uh, benefit and um you know, service to everyone who wants to eat a whole food plant-based diet. In addition, we're offering monthly special workshops. We invite a special guest. So this month on September 30th, if you're a Healing Kitchen member, you will get to join for free. And we got Dr. Joel Kahn. Uh, next month, we have Vince Roundtree. He's going to talk about weight loss. Then we got Dr. Clapper, the Michael Clapper in November. We've doc uh, then we've got Kim Campbell coming in December. And we have some very exciting ones potentially in January and February. So it's going to be really fun. We're always, like I said, we're going to be adding more and more, making this even better. It doesn't cost very much. And we are super excited with anyone who's willing to join us. And then, like I said, if you're interested in a glucose mastermind, you don't have to be diabetic. I will prescribe this for you. Uh, or if you're a pre-diabetic or a diabetic, again, or if you already have a CGM, that's great too. We learn with each other. These are probably going to be about three months. I have my beta group going right now and meet every other week. So twice a month um, for an hour or a little bit longer. Sometimes uh, you'll have access to me. I add you to my HR. You can send me messages and I can see all of your blood sugars, like literally 24 seven, which is awesome. So I get to connect to you and your glucometer or your CGM. And um, yeah, so that's pretty fun. So anyway, thanks again for listening. I hope to see you uh, next time. I will be back tomorrow. I'm uh, not sure quite at the time. I have some patience and that's why I was a little bit later today. So thanks again, guys. I appreciate your time and always have a blessed day and a wonderful rest of your week. Oh, let me just see real quick. I think someone had another question. Uh, what is the type one and a half diabetes? What is the real medical term? Uh, LADA. You just look up L-A-D-A. -A. It's a latent onset of adults autoimmune diabetes. So LADA diabetes, if you want to look that up. Um, the type one and a half makes it a little bit easier because it's like, like one, but not quite two. And yeah, so, but just LADA and Google that or chat GTP it and they can give you some more information. So thanks again, everyone for watching and I will see you next time. Actually, let me figure out how to get that off. There we go. And where am I here? There we go. Thanks, everyone.